What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode of 20 Minute Fitness. Today we have one of our awesome co-hosted episodes and we have a very special guest with us today who is a transformation specialist, a nutritionist and much, much more. She's also the corporate head office trainer of Reebok as well. So she knows a thing or two about body transformations and getting yourself back on track and living a healthy lifestyle. So I'm very pleased that we'll have Suzanne Galuzzo on the show to share all her tips and tricks and her own life story as well. But before we get into this a massive thank you to our sponsor shape shape are building a 3d body scanning scale so you simply step onto it a robotic arm spins all around your body capturing all sorts of body data this is then synced to the app on your phone and you'll be able to see awesome things like your body fat percentage your lean muscle mass and your muscle girth measurements as well as a visual photorealistic 3d avatar of your body so it makes it really easy to track your progress with shape scale so check it out at shapescale.com and don't forget if you are on your podcast player as well to subscribe to 20 minute fitness so you can be notified when the next episode is live and to leave us a five-star rating because we honestly try our best to get you the, the, as much value as we can out of these podcasts and we hope they are obviously providing you with lots of information that you can translate into your own life as well. So that's enough of the intro, now let's get into the chat with Susan. Well, welcome back to the show. Today we have a special guest, Susan Galuzzo, on the show. Susan, thank you very much for giving up your time to talk to us today. If you could start off by telling us a bit about yourself and how you got into the health and fitness game, that would be amazing. Thank you. Okay, so I'm su- super happy to be here. I love, love, love talking to anyone who will listen about health, fitness, nutrition. So thank you for having me. Okay, so I've always, I was always kind of into fitness. You know, growing up, I realized much later in life that fitness had saved me a few different times in my life without actually realizing till my older years, like in my teens, it saved me from being this insecure, not so confident teenager, you know, in my 20s, same thing, it helped me found my passion. And then, you know, later on, when I got married and had my first child and, you know, fell into some postpartum depression, it saved me once again. So it was around then after my first child, I decided that I was going to compete in a fitness show. And just for fun, just to get myself, I was bored, lonely, depressed. And I thought, you know what, for fun, let's give me something to focus on. I loved being busy. I loved fitness. So I thought I'll just, you know, casually compete in this fitness show. And from then I realized that I learned this incredible information that I felt all women, men needed to be privy to not just the bodybuilding world. And I thought, well, why is this only for bodybuilders? Like there's such a holistic way about doing a transformation that should be shared with everyone. So that's what kind of inspired me to get into fitness. And, you know, usually what is under your nose is what you're meant to be doing and you know so many times I told myself like no I'm a, I'm an accountant and I was an accountant for seven years and thought you can't make that much money and you know be purposeful teaching fitness but you know when you're so passionate about something the universe is very good to you so from there I opened my first studio I was nine months pregnant with a one and a half year old and I opened my first studio ten uh, it was eight and a half years ago must have been a very very busy period for you obviously dealing with that and then opening the business and obviously pursuing your own fitness goals as well Mm -hmm. yeah which is always ongoing like I'm still passionate about my own fitness goals that's great to hear it's great to hear one thing I did read that you'd mentioned before is that obviously you're someone who like a lot of people has had a lot of obligations a family job clients to deal with and quite often people put others needs before themselves 
So you talk about it is important to prioritize ourselves sometimes. So what advice would you give to people that are bad at doing this? What most people end up doing is they wait till they hit rock bottom to realize that, oh my God, I've been putting myself on the back burner. And that's when a lot of men and women come to me is when, you know, they get a diabetes scare or they're in so out of shape that their doctor has said, you have to lose the weight. You have to do something about your health. But it's, you know, ra don't be reactive about your health just because things seem okay. We have to realize that, you know, it's 2020. Exercise is for all and it's mandatory, mandatory. It's not a choice anymore. You have to be taking care of yourself to in order to live a fulfilling and a fulfilling lifestyle until our old age. Like, why are we in wheelchairs at 67 years old? No, we need to extend our life by an extra 10, 20 years. You know, if you have children, it should be a priority R regardless with or without children. It's a priority. So realizing changing your mindset when it comes to fitness and realizing that it's not a one trick pony. It's not just, a, oh, I need to lose weight to go on the beach. It's it's a lifestyle and it's it's for everyone and everybody needs it needs to be a mandatory part of lifestyle. I mean, I'm trying to get it to be more attention to it in our school years, you know, yeah, teaching yeah. children the importance of, you know, how a fitness routine and getting into it, the lifestyle early in your life so that it will help you when the going gets tough, when stressful times, when, you know, men and women are having families. It's like we need fitness, health to be a part of our lifestyle. Exactly. And I think it would be very beneficial as well to give children at a young age a broad exposure to all the different types of fitness you can do obviously there's numerous different sports and there'll be a sport for everyone there's obviously athletics fitness classes and, and there's, there's so much and there will definitely be something that someone gets excited about and they forget it's actually doing fitness and they'll just see it as something they love doing yeah, I truly believe that, especially with kids. It's like we need them to realize that just because you, you're you not that sports kid and you didn't make it on the team, it doesn't mean fitness is not for you. Exactly, exactly. And I think that would be very, very beneficial indeed. So, so how would you then, how have you raised your children to understand that health and fitness is such a key or, or as you said, a mandatory part of our life that will help us later in life? Well, you know, seeing is doing, right? Uh, monkey see, monkey do. If you're not doing it and practicing the lifestyle, like how can you tell your children that this is something that is mandatory it's going to help them so because we are so, both me and my husband are very active they see that they've seen that their entire life since they were born so that's their normal right mm -hmm. you know a lot of times they see parents that they don't take care of the, their own health and fitness and nutrition but they want their children to eat broccoli and you know go to soccer yeah. and it's like no it's it's got to be a whole family approach so of course the kids and then also the importance of prioritizing right Right? Yes, school matters and your studies, but it's like we, we try to take a well-rounded approach with our kids that, you know, fitness and education and, you know, mental health is a big one for us, too, that all these things matter and all these things need attention to. And not, not one gets more attention than the other. Everything needs attention because at the end of the day, we're such complicated human beings that we, we need to give attention to all these different elements that make us who we are. And yeah, it gives them an opportunity to explore like me. Maybe they're not the sports kid on the team, but maybe they excel in, you know, something else that's fitness related. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. It's and I, I do agree completely that you can't really press others to pursue a certain lifestyle if you're you're not living it yourself. So that's definitely true. And I'm sure you found and you'll continue to find because health and fitness is such a massive part of your life. This will actually help you continuously play with your children and uh, get involved in their lives as you yeah. get older. And you won't feel you won't feel too out of shape or too unfit to, to really 
grow up and play with them. And I see that a lot in my business. I see a lot of parents, you know, that are struggling with their health and are overweight or tired or, you know, exhausted and they can't even play with their kids or, or take them, you know, on ski. They, they're missing out on mm-hmm. things that they could be doing with their, their kids. Like, you know, we live in Canada, so ski trips and tobogganing and just being active and, you know, even going to an amusement park and being able to walk that long. Like I see, I see it a lot in my business that when the parents fail to take care of themselves, they actually, the kids miss out. No, exactly. So, so what advice would you give to someone then that potentially is listening to this or because it's obviously going, coming into the new year or it's just started the new year and they want to start their fitness journey. What can they do to really initiate this process? I mean, the one, the big thing is deciding, decide and commit, deciding that your, your goals have to be big enough to excite you. So you need a reason, right? Think of what is your biggest reason? You know, for a lot of people, it should, their biggest reason should be that they want to live a long, healthy life and for themselves, they don't want to be pushed in a wheelchair too prematurely. So give yourself, really sit and think about a vision and a reason. That's my first step I do with all my members. Then the second step is, okay, what is going to close the gap from where I am now to where I want to be? And brainstorm, what do you think it's going to take? And then look at that list and pick 20% because 20% of our actions are responsible for 80% of our results. Mm -hmm. So if you, and when, you know, when push comes to shove and your schedules are out of whack, just simply performing that 20%. So if it's like the 20% would, to me would be, you know, signing up for a program and showing up three to four times a week, you know, just simple stuff, getting my 10,000 steps a day. That's something that I start most people off with. Start with just being more active in your day to day. So that's, and that's simple stuff. That's like just parking further, going for a little walk at night, you know, so, but it has to be well thought out and planned. New Year's resolutions are wish lists and they don't happen unless we take massive action plans. Exactly. Exactly. So on the reverse end of the spectrum, then someone who has always had potentially health and fitness be a big part of their life, but they've recently gone off the rails and had a few weeks of, or they've come back from an injury and or a binge period. How can people bounce back? You know what? Mindset first. And I see that all. It's, it's that, That's an amazing question. I see that happen all the time. It's like, oh, well, I'm not that person. I'm not the person that's never started, but I, I fall in or yeah, I had a setback and I see it happen all the time. And then, yeah. And then, and then, you know what happened? They're embarrassed to come back. They're discouraged. Oh, I used to be able to do this. Now I can't, but it's like, just do it. You, yeah. you have to go back. If you will be in a much better position, if you go back slowly, then not go back at all. And so it's changing that mindset that, and we're growing, we're getting older, right? So I tell my members like, listen, you're not going to be able to do the same things that you did even with me five years ago. And that's okay. We adjust, but it's still, we make it a lifestyle. So it's like, just get back into it. After an injury, there's always, you know, I've seen women, they'll have a knee injury, but that's, that shouldn't stop you from, I always say, can you get up in a car and start it? Yes, I can. Well, then you can do upper body. You can do, there's always something you can do, Mm -hmm. but it's changing the mindset and being okay with being a little bit different. Exactly. Yeah. As you said, there's always something you can do. My grandmother who's coming into her eighties actually just started because I told her about how, you know, low impact resistance training can actually help. She's having some back issues and she's just doing some very light exercises and it's uh, doing her all kinds of good as well. That's amazing. And she's 80. Exactly. Exactly. And there's something always to do, even if, you know, you're in a wheelchair, like there are people out there with really significant limitations that are doing it. So, you know, an injury or any, I truly believe unless you're bedridden, you can work around most injuries or setbacks or a binge period. Like just, it's like, get back on. That's the best thing you can do is forget about what happened and just get back to it. Exactly. So, so taking it a bit further then, how do we keep these behaviors? 
behaviours, how do we make them more sustainable so they're not just going to be for a temporary period, they actually are going to be a complete a sustainable lifestyle change? So rituals and habits. So we operate, 45% of what we do is on the daily habits that we have embedded, right? Getting up, going to work. So you have to create a new list of habits and routines and rituals that you're going to stick to and perform. And, and you, you know, some, for some people they need an accountability coach and that's like, so for example, in my online program, I provide a lot of accountability in that, you know, they have to submit photos every Monday. So that creates a habit and they have to other things they have to do. They have to do a meal prep twice a week and show me photos. Once they they've developed that habit long enough, which it takes about 21 days, it then goes into a 90 day lifestyle. So you have to be prepared to commit to that's 110 days of rituals, and then it becomes lifestyle. But you need to commit to making those habits into routine. Okay, so, we, so we've heard then that or some of the principles of your transformation plans, obviously, habits, finding your real why, but you've helped so, so many people have such amazing transformations. What do you think really sets apart your, your guidance, your plans, your advice um, from other people out there? I'd say definitely my no nonsense approach. I kind of give people a wake up call that I'm not here to, you know, pat you on the back and say, good job. I'm here to yeah. get results, results out of you. So I definitely am hardcore, no nonsense and accountability and the community that we even within my online and my offline people don't you can't put a dollar amount on community, un mm -hmm. unfortunately, but I would say the most valuable part of my programs is the community support they get from all the people in the group. So whether it's online in our online and now, you know, with technology, it's amazing what we can create just even being on this podcast and sharing information. Right. So exactly. And then, you know, it, me posting this podcast on my group and them listening to it and you just you create this community. So it, both online and offline, I'd say. And that's why it's like it really is true birds of a feather, because, you know, you really want to surround yourself with people who are doing it. It's much more difficult to do it on your own. I don't know many people who could do it on their own, including I myself. I have my own support group. I have my coaches. I have my business coaches. I have my fitness. I have my trainers that I go to for even if it's just moral support. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Just leading on from that, I'd be interested to know because obviously training for a show is quite a, a challenge in itself. Obviously, the, the the low amount of calories you're on, uh, that could potentially feel quite solitary. So how was that experience yes. for you? Like I, I always enlisted in a professional that, you know, coached, that was his niche is coaching bodybuilders so that you didn't feel alone. And again, it was a support group and it is very taxing mentally, especially and physically. Right. But yeah. if it's done right, it's done. I, I always did it in a very holistic way. I always did it with whole foods. Um, it's, it actually is the, the basis for my nutrition program that I teach my everyday mothers and fathers and people and teenagers. So it's, it can be done, but you're right. Mindset what is the toughest staying yeah. on and, and realizing that your goals are important to you and sticking to sticking to what you said you were going to do. Definitely. Definitely. It's always, it's always a struggle. And just going back to what we said about surrounding yourself with a like-minded community, I think that is mm -hmm. so significant because if you are with a, if you are surrounding yourself, and obviously it's good to have a balance. It is good to have a social life where people are distracting you from some of your health and fitness and you're enjoying having a drink or some unhealthy food with friends from time to time. Yeah, totally. And that happens during prep for shows. Yeah. You know, it's, it does, it's, you know, and it's, but it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, about finding that balance and 
well, yes. hopefully predominantly surrounding yourself with people with the, the the similar goal to you to get a state where you're having balanced nutrition you're exercising regularly and you're working towards being a better version of yourself yep it, you need you need that support you need other people that are similar doing the same thing that can understand where you're coming from and that that is what keeps you on your path definitely definitely i've uh, lived with multiple different sort of friend groups and my friends obviously that are either professional athletes or they just again have similar interests in their health and fitness you you see massive influence on my own health and life yeah 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 even there's a joke in my studios you hang out with sue you start to look like her and it's true yeah. like a lot, yeah. a lot of my members have a very similar body shape and type and you know they still you it's like you you influence each other that's for sure and i tell them guys you hang out with these women long enough and you're gonna get to where you need to be precisely now let's take a moment to thank our sponsor this episode of 20 Minute Fitness is brought to you by BookNotes, an entire digital library of bestseller summaries. We know there's a lot going on in your everyday lives. Between work, keeping up with your fitness, your family, maintaining a social life, who really has time for reading? We all want to do better, be better and learn more in the new year. But we are constrained by the limit of time and money. Our next sponsor, BookNotes, has made this not only possible, but affordable. With the BookNotes app, you can get hundreds of 15-minute summaries for less than $100 a year. Their short, easy-to-read or listen-to summaries will help your reading goals fit into your busy schedule and they won't even break the bank. So go to the show notes and click on the custom link provided to download the app. And start reading your favourite book summaries now. BookNotes, to keep up to date with the latest developments in business, science, health, tech, history, culture, and more. Now, let's get back to the show. So we briefly touched on then some of your, or talking a little bit about nutrition and some of the advice you'd give within your group. And mm -hmm. what would you say are sort of the core foundations or five key tips that people can take action on their nutrition plan? So a big thing for me is, and it's always been, is sugar. So I know that if I can control somebody's sugar intake, I know that they're eating the right foods that are low glycemic. So low, you know, they're not going to spike up the insulin. And I know that that alone, just controlling their sugar. So I keep my members in and around 10 to 20 grams of sugar. Mm -hmm. And I go through an example, when they first start with me, I go through an example with them to show them like the average Canadian, American, average person in general is around 70 to 100 grams of sugar per day. So just that that's a big core component for me and I give them like a set like a set of rules so my newbie nutrition I call it is based on macronutrients protein carbs fats I set it for them though it's but I they don't have to do the calculations all they do is follow the plan and it's based on a 40 40 20 so they're protein is at 40%, their carbohydrates are at 40% and their fats are at 10%. So that's right there. Just even eating the right macronutrient breakdown is going to immediately get you leaner. And then another thing is being aware of how many calories you're taking in and how much you're moving. And that's where a lot of people, that's where their, their biggest mess up is. If I just fix that, immediate results. So how do we do that? We track their, I make them track their food for like one or two days to see really how much they're eating. And then I give them a simple calculation that tells you in and around where you should be for your weight. Okay. And then, yeah, just being aware. And then also, you know, I tell my members, you know, average person is moving around five to 6,000 steps a day. We need to be moving 10,000. 
So I, I don't ex- tell people to be perfect all the time, but it's like get to a goal and then, you know, take a little break, maintain. And then, you know, you work on your next goal and we don't have to be tracking all the time. Like that's to me, that's not a lifestyle. I'm conscious of it. I think that's the difference. I'm always conscious of my steps, which might be, you know, different from what other people are. Some people might not even realize if they haven't really left their desk for the whole day. Whilst I always endeavor to get out and at least do 25, 30 minute walk as well as a, a fitness training session later on in the day as well. Okay, yeah. I think that's the the thing is, like you said, it's making people aware of perhaps what they're doing currently and where they should be so mm-hmm. they understand just how much of a change they need to start considering. And obviously, it's then rewiring their mindset to be able to do that. Yeah, it's like, let's do the bare, let's do the minimum first and then go from there. Yeah, exactly. What sort of um, inner conflicts do you find for your members? What's stopping them necessarily from a, from a mental aspect from progressing and getting closer towards their goals? I would say, and I call them roadblocks. So I usually ask them, you know, what what would you say your roadblocks are? I'd say in the very beginning, it's just a lack of knowledge and teaching. They just, you know, that's, I feel like that was, that's my success story is I'm just explaining things to people. That's, yeah. I do, instead of it just being like, come and work out, we do nutrition sessions, several, always a different topic. So it's, I think people, for most people, it's a lack of knowledge of how nutrition really works, just a very simple way of putting it. And I'd say another one is they're just um, lazy. I think that's the biggest roadblock for people is that they be, they become complacent and they just do their nine to five. They go to work, go home. It's just, it's routine. Again, they mm-hmm. failed to create new habits and you know they're just kind of growing old gracefully and just going with the flow not really challenging their bodies or their minds i'd say those are the the big roadblocks right yeah it's like it's like you know people like you and i who are constantly setting new goals and you know that's part of our lifestyle like going to thailand and you know doing something different and challenging yourself i think that's huge especially i don't know how old you are but i'm 42 so in school we're always challenged right do a test make it on a team and then after nobody's challenging us anymore and it's up to us to start setting these own challenges for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. achieving them, you know, achieving your goals is it, it's mandatory. I think it's something that's so important that you're, you need to do that for yourself. You need to achieve, set big targets and achieve them. And do you follow a sort of smart goal principle where you're obviously like you're going through making it specific, you can measure it. It's uh, relevant to what uh, you're trying to achieve and everything like that. I'd say so. Not it, maybe not in that exact yeah, you know, yeah. context, Format. but yeah, for sure. I'd say like I, I, my, my body and my mind craves it. It's like mm-hmm. once something, you know, once a project is over, it's like, okay, what's next? Is it my body next? Is it my business? What's, what am I do, working on next? Yeah. And it's a, uh, you get a, you get a rush out of it. Obviously when we exercise, we're releasing the endorphins and when we achieve something, it's like a, a moment of euphoria, isn't it? When you've actually got to a place you want to be and look back where you've come. Yeah, it's it's an epic thing to do for yourself when you achieve your own goals. You, you go into just a different frame of mind. Mm-hmm. So just before I let you go about your day, I'm still very interested to know, obviously, you're the official corporate trainer of the Reebok head office. So I'd be interested to know what that sort of involves on a big or a, a large scale like that and how this sort of amazing sort of accolade came about as well. Okay, that's an that's a great question. So a few years ago, I guess it was five, almost five years ago, I do member photo shoots. And so it's it's a goal for the women to achieve, they sign up for it, and they work super hard. And I coach them with their diet and their training. And you know, it's a huge achievement for these women. And that's kind of become the accolade of my Instagram. It's like, who's on the photo shoot, the, the photos next. So I did one and I reached out to Reebok, a friend, a 
member of mine knew somebody in Reebok and I reached out and I said, hey, I'm doing this transformation photo shoot. Would you guys like send us like sports bras or something, you know, and they were so receptive and they loved, you know, this was at, you know, I hit it. It was right at, it was the right place at the right time. So this was when the world was all focused on women's empowerment and Mm -hmm you know, yeah, raising like strong daughters and Nike and everybody, all these companies were on board for this movement. So they were like, yeah. And this was also, you know, five years ago in Instagram is when companies started doing more local, more ground roots, right. And partnering up with local people versus Serena Williams, who is incredible, but hard to relate to for the housewife. Mm -hmm. Right. So they were like, yeah, of course, like they sent us full outfits. And then from there, the marketing director said, you know, we love what you're doing. Can you come speak to our people about nutrition? So, okay, fine. And then from there, it just went to, hey, can you come? They built a gym for us in their corporate, like what oh, a wow. lucky company. Yeah. And it's, um, it's both Adidas Reebok, Canada, and they built a little mini gym with like just enough equipment, like body weight stuff and just bars and, and free weights. And it was a men's and women. And it went from, so they, the company, paid for 25 women to do a transformation program the following once that they were they did sensational because you know what nine I mean I work nine to five have you worked nine to five it is grueling Mm -hmm. and if you're getting you're getting a moment to work out one hour a day and your your president of your company is encouraging this like what a blessing right so yeah they they were so grateful for this opportunity that they really took it seriously and they did this these 25 women this everybody was watching these this incredible transformation and from there the following it ended in, in august and in september i had over 80 women and 80 men signed up to That's do awesome. <laughs> Yeah. And I was training them only twice a week. This is how effective nutrition is with such little bit of movement. They were only, they would train with me twice a week. They had their, you know, rule like walk and da da da. But really it was just twice a week of training and they followed the nutrition and they had incredible, like they're some of my best transformations came from that group. That's great. That's a great story as well. And I think it actually just going back to what you said about booking those photo shoots for your clients is very powerful as well, Mm -hmm. because it is, I've not really seen it before. So it just set them such a goal to work towards. Yeah. And remember how I'm always saying like goals have to excite you, bring out when you think of achieving that goal, it brings out an an emotion, an emotional reaction that's so big that, you know, you want it so bad. And when girls set that photo shoot goal, it's less about it's more it's about the achievement and the journey. I know it's so cliche, but it it really is. I bet it's a phenomenal feeling though. And obviously they have the photo shoot, they see the professional photos and then where where they've just come from to where they are now must be um, uh, just an unbelievable experience. No, it truly is. That's an awesome uh, story and it's obviously great to hear that a company like uh, Reebok is pressing that so so heavily within the company because, again, it's like we said with the whole children aspect, if a company can embrace it and obviously encourage people to get into it as well, then it's going to be more readily pursued by the employees as well. Mm-hmm. And guess who's benefiting? Everybody around them. Like, yeah. So it's not, it's you know, the employee is going home and making the food and their husband is dropping the weight. Their children are, are watching, you know, their wife is dropping the weight or whatever vice versa like the whole everybody around them is affected so it's just such a positive thing to do for your employees the women in my studio sit there and say wow why couldn't every company do that why couldn't my company do that for me because it's it's such a gift 
Definitely, definitely. I think it was just, as we know, it has health, like fitness itself has such knock-on benefits and it just, just makes you, obviously after you got over the pain of the session, it just makes you feel great as well. And that can lead, lead on to the rest of how you embrace the rest of your day and your week. Absolutely, right? Like, I mean, come on, we know how good we feel after we do a workout. Exactly. No, that's a that's a great story. And it sounds like well, you, you really are helping to transform loads of people's lifestyles. And again, as we said, it just it's also having an impact on their family's lives as well. And just making people consider health and fitness for the long term. So it, it's a uh, it's really great what you do. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's great what you do that you feel it's that someone like me is important enough to to share right and that's so thank you i appreciate it no worries at all thank you very much for coming on and just talking to us about um how people can better transform their lives so thank you once again and we'll obviously be in touch in the future my pleasure charlie anytime it was a great conversation so thank you so much have a great rest of your day thank you you too thank you So a massive thank you once again for Susan for coming on the show and sharing all of her insights with us. An awesome story that shows, you know, how important it is sometimes to have a no BS, uh, no sugarcoating approach to fitness. You've just got to get out and do it. Find your why. Find out all the benefits, the knock-on benefits that health and fitness can have on your life. For example, helping you play with your kids more as you get older, uh, age better, and how you really set the bar for your children and for your family as to how they should uh, go about their own health and lifestyle goals and fitness as well so thank you very much susan that's been really valuable and we look forward to keeping in touch with you in the future and seeing all of your developments so that's all the time we have for this episode but we'll catch you very soon 